Let's go, let's go, here we go. This is the best of Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, and this season, what a great honor once again to be bringing you insight and analysis on football and so much more with two of the greatest to ever play. My partners, Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. And today, what we're going to do is we're going to bring you the best of the best of Let's Go. As a reminder, the full extended versions of every conversation this season are currently available on the all-new SiriusXM app, where you can hear Let's Go wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Delta Airlines at Delta. We know that making it to the playoffs is not the end of the journey. You need resilience and perseverance to keep climbing toward the goal line. Visit Delta.com to book your next adventure. Throughout the years, we've had many conversations with those who are at the absolute pinnacle of the sports world, those who have truly achieved and redefined the concept of greatness. And of course, nothing cements greatness in sports like a dynasty. But in the NFL, dynasties have been hard to come by ever since, well, Tom and the Patriots, in fact, did it 20 years ago as the last team to repeat as Super Bowl champions. That fact was not lost on the reigning champs this season, the Kansas City Chiefs, and their head coach, the great Andy Reid, joined Tom, Larry, and I in early September to talk about it on Let's Go. Yeah, 20 years was a long time ago, and then the son of a buck beat us down in Tampa. I mean, you know, it was crazy. <laughs> huh? But yeah, he probably could tell us more about that. I, I know it's not easy to do. Um, you know, you got to keep your edge throughout uh, uh, the time here. You got the ball's got to bounce for you the right way too, and no two teams are the same. So you got the, the new guys on board have to figure it out. And like Tom, I, you know, Pat uh, here um, is a great leader. Welcomes everybody into the locker room. Uh, Tom did a great job actually coaching Pat up a little bit after after he got us in the championship game. Came into our locker room and and kind of gave him a. Uh, uh, talking to and it, it was it was great advice and um, I appreciate that as a coach but he he's done you know it, he really has done a nice job it all starts with the quarterback and then works its way uh, throughout the locker room from there if that guy's on board and and uh, keeping the tempo up then then normally good things happen I think it's pretty unique too Jim when you ask that like why is it so hard to win two you know well, fuck, it's hard to win one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are so many things that need to go right, you know, yeah. at certain times and the ball bounces a certain way or, you know, the right call at the right time. Sometimes you play a team that just has their day. You know, you may beat them. You know, I always think football for I saw it was like, okay, if we play this particular team, you know, we'd probably beat them 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10. Nothing's 10 out of 10 in the NFL. But, like, you know, I played the Bills 30 five times or whatever it was. And I had a great record against our team had great record against them, but you know, they were a very tough team obviously. And they were obviously capable of beating us because you know, every NFL team could do that. But you know, some teams are, you know, when you play the chiefs uh, you know, the last five years, I mean, well for a long time, but if you just look at the last five years, it's hard for any team to beat the chiefs once it's really hard for a team to beat the chiefs twice because they're a very good team, you know? So sometimes good matchups are, look, we'd probably win 50% of the games. They'd probably win 50% of the games if we played 10 times. So when you look at like a winning a Super Bowl, I mean, what are the odds of any team winning the Super Bowl at the start of the year? You know, the best team might have a 10 to 15% chance. So to try that, you know, I was no math major, 
Um, but I was, I was a PE major basically. I didn't even know if Fitzy went to, you know, pit to, for college. I don't know what the hell he was doing there. Probably, you know, checking out the sorority house, but it's a very low percentage that I actually can win you know, twice in a row, but they have, they have as good a chance as anybody. Many thanks to Andy Reid, our only guest to join us twice this season, now sitting with three Super Bowl championships. Let's Go is brought to you by Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino. From the excitement of Fremont Street in downtown Las Vegas, and boy, was it exciting during the Super Bowl, to the breathtaking oceanic views in Atlantic City, there's no better place to stay, play, and win. Visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. On the college side of the game, the brightest star this year was also a coach. Hall of Famer Deion Sanders famously took over the University of Colorado Buffaloes. And while they didn't win a championship, Coach Prime got the Buffs off to a blistering 3-0 start. It captured national attention, and it earned a lot of buzz for his quarterback son, Shadur, and it created an infectious new energy around the Colorado program. And in the midst of it all, father and son sat down with Tom, Larry, and I to talk about the changes right here on Let's Go. Shadur, thanks for joining us. So when you get advice from Tom, uh, how is it different than than what you might hear from your father, your coach oh, and your father? This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, you know, hearing it from dad, I always hear it my whole life. So it's like, <laughs> I kind of I understand what he's saying now, majority of the time I would say, but of course, whenever I talk to Tom, then it's just different, like, because he, he actually been that back there taking snaps. My dad ain't never been that quarterback. I, I was there in high school. Option. Okay, I was there in high school, son. Don't minimize yeah, read option. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So he understands, you know, he understands, like, the just basically what you go through and just different personalities of, like, you know, your players and, like, what it, what it takes to win. For quarterbacks, you want to find those other quarterbacks that you like. Okay, I like that. I like that. And for me, I always have people I like. A lot of them I did a lot of things different than, but I love Joe Montana. I love Steve Young. I love John Elway, all the greats. When I watch Shador play, I'm looking at his mechanics. Yeah, I'm watching the game, but I'm watching his mechanics. I'm watching his decision-making, how quickly the ball's coming out of his hands from the time he makes a decision. You know, a lot of those things. And and he's still, you know, he's still a young man. He's still got so much opportunity to grow as long as he stays really continuing the pursuit of learning. This game and sports are never, you're never a finished product. From the moment you're, you start playing to the end, you're never a finished product. There's always something you can improve physically, mentally, emotionally to be your best. So that's what we're all trying to do. And I, and I love seeing, you know, a younger version of that, too, who's very, uh, very inspiring to a lot of people right now. But Jim, you know what's ironic about that is, uh, matter of fact, he's on TV right here while we're talking about this. It, we can't put just anybody out there with him. And Fitz, you guys will understand this. Because, and I use the Tom analogy, you can't put a dumb receiver out there with Tom Brady. You can't do it. You can't put a dumb quarterback out there with you, Fitz, because it just don't it don't work. It don't click. And Shador, we recruit differently because of where he is, um, intelligence-wise, intellectual. I mean, just understanding the game. You can't throw a rookie – I'm sorry, rookie, a freshman receiver out there with Shador. You can't throw a guy – who's not a study guy, who not, don't understand coverages and know where to sit and and understand defensive, you can't do that with him. So it affects the way we recruit. So that's why we have to go in the portal to get older kids because what he's going to say, get out. 
Yeah, I mean, he's going to look right at them right after this play in, in 707. Get out. Give me him. Let's go. I mean, that's the way he runs it at practice. So it, it changes the whole perspective of recruiting as well. A very special thank you to the Sanders, Dion, and Shadur. And we wish them the best of luck, my alma mater, going forward at CU in Boulder. Our program is brought to you by K Jewelers. Make your engagement truly unforgettable by custom designing your dream ring with K. Book an appointment with the jewelry expert at K.com or visit your local store and celebrate every kiss with K. So much more as Tom Brady goes Hollywood. Stay with us right here on the best of Let's Go. Welcome back to Let's Go. Let's Go! Here's Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Emmy Award-winning journalist Jim Gray. Welcome back to the best of Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by American Express. You know, it's easy to get excited about going to a game. You just love hearing the sound of the whistle or smelling the game day concessions all the way from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know that Amex will be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Well, we've spoken to two of the most iconic coaches in football today. And you've already heard the best of Andy Reid and Deion Sanders. But as great of motivators as those men are, they both would look up to the iconic Herman Boone. You know him as the head coach of T.C. Williams High School in Remember the Titans. We know him as our friend, Academy Award-winning actor Denzel Washington. Denzel joined Tom and me in October here on Let's Go. So with your career, are you proving it more to others, what you could do, or are you proving it to yourself? It's the man in the mirror for me now. You know, when I was a kid, maybe others, who I'm going to be the best. You know, they asked us, what do you want to do when I, in acting school? And I stood up and said, I'm going to be the greatest actor in the world. They were like, who's this guy? I'm like, that's the way I felt. And I mean, I, I didn't say I was the greatest actor in the world. I said, I'm going to be. You know, I'm going to study harder. I'm going to outlast everybody. I'm going to do more than the next man. I have God-given ability. And I got an ego. What is God-given ability in acting? I know what it is in football. What is it in acting? That's a good question, Tom. Sometimes it's just getting out of the way, you know, it, it ain't all X's and O's, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's just getting out the way. There's an old saying, let go, let God, you know, but, you know, in football, I guess it's let it, let God, let it, let it go, <laughs> you know, just let it go. Just, you know, whatever, man, if I drop, if I drop something, I meant to drop it, you know, pick it up and use it, you know. Wow. Yeah. Were your, were your best scenes ad-libbed, uh, not from the script? Uh, there's no scene that I've ever, ever done. I don't think that not started. Didn't start with the script. Even the, you know, people say uh, like the lines from uh, Training Day. Yeah, a couple of those lines were ad libbed, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at improvisation. Yeah. Well, can we improv a little bit here? There's a very, very famous scene, uh, a great scene with Coach Herman Boone uh, when he oh. when he gets after uh, Petey Jones. And so now we've got the greatest actor and the greatest football player. So Uh-oh. Uh-oh. fire away and raise your hand and let's see how this reading goes. I got to put the cheaters on. I got to put the cheaters on. I, I, I got to get in my game face. All right. All right. Get your game face on. Let's go, Tom. Okay. First of all, put your hand up. Put your hand down. You smile? Yeah. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Because football's you love football. fun. It's fun. Fun. 
fun, fun, sir. Yeah, sir, fun. Fun, yeah, sir, fun. Fun who? You sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Think. You th think. Oh, now you're thinking. Now you first you smile, then you're thinking. You think football is fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yeah, uh, right. yes. No, sir. No, yeah, yes. Sir. It, it, it was fun. <laughs> no, it, it was fun. No, no fun now, though, was it? Now, <laughs> not anymore, is it? Not right now. Not right now, what? <laughs> See, you got to add it. Come on, you got everybody. Not right now, what? Not right now. Okay. Not right now, not right now. Well, it's no fun, no fun, not right now, right now, now. Make up your mind, make up your mind since you're thinking. Go on, think. Is it fun? Uh, no. No? Absolutely no. not? No, no way. All right, zero fun. All right, listen up. I'm Coach Washington. This is Coach Gray. We're about to have some fun. Call a play on two. <laughs> That's for your performance, not for mine. I'm coaching Tom Brady. Are you Man, joking? Man, that, that's some real that's amazing. Our thanks to the legend himself, Denzel Washington, for one of the many amazing conversations we've had the pleasure of having this season on Let's Go. And speaking of legends, Let's Go is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. And we had another icon stop by for Christmas on Let's Go. Singer, songwriter, actor, and good friend John Legend sat down to discuss, among other things, his favorite Tom Brady memory. Another very important moment in your career was the big comeback against the Falcons. And I sang the after party for the Patriots. And now... Uh, Mr. Kraft booked me to play that party regardless <laughs> of win or lose. And, and I, uh, I was in his box for the game. So I saw the range of emotions that the entire, you know, Patriots nation was feeling uh, as you were down, you know, 28 to three, the whole thing. And everybody was, you know, despondent, feeling like there's no chance you're going to come back. And then I saw the euphoria take over as you finally came back and won the game in such legendary fashion. I got to be there with Mr. Kraft the entire time. And we were going to play the after party regardless of whether you came back or not. And I'm just happy that you made my gig a lot easier by coming. <laughs> Amen to that. So, John, we got our tradition and send me the bill. All What's right. your favorite Christmas carol? And, and do you mind singing a little bit of it for us? We have a piano here. Let me see if I can set something up. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide from now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather here to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together. 
If the fates allow Paint a shining star above light Is bound oh, And have yourself A merry little Christmas Now Wow. Spectacular, John. Oh, wow. Imagine rolling out of bed and doing that. What a voice and what a treat. Thanks so much to John Legend for joining us and for his time here on Let's Go. But of course, for all of the appearances on Let's Go this year, there was one that stood above the rest. Literally, folks. The seven foot two, big Aristotle, the diesel himself, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq. Join Tom Brady and me to talk about his career, his family, and Mike Tyson. You know what's crazy now, Tom? I done done a million podcasts from my house alone by myself. I got 30 people sitting up here with chairs <laughs> just because they want to hear you talk. Get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This year, I wanted to get in a little bit more shape. I, I, I saw you on the beach with your shirt off, and I got super jealous. <laughs> Damn, Tom does it again. So I, I lost about I lost about fifty pounds. Wow! I can admit I was at, I was at four or one because I, I don't know how you feel, but when you accomplish everything and you do everything, you just turn it off. Like I had nothing else to do. Like I'm like I'm done. I'm retired. And then my uh, my Achilles heel is sandwiches. Yeah, just just a lot of sandwiches, a lot of sandwiches. And then one day I had I went to the doctor and I had CB. OTB. That's Charles Barkley over the belly belt. <laughs> I was sitting down, I was like, damn, my belly is over my belt. So, you know, I started back then, but, you know, lose 10 pounds and be like, I'm done. But uh, this summer, I wanted to really contrast. So, I lost 50 pounds. I'm, I'm, I'm wow. back to the 350s. Wow. I'm going to try to take it to uh, 325. Because I want to wow. take my shirt off on the beach like you did. Now, you obviously probably feel a lot better. When you came out of college, what was your weight when you first started at Orlando? I was 285. Okay. Wow. And I was flying. And then, you know, uh, people, you got to lift weights. You got to get stronger. Because they started hacking shack with me earlier. So I started yeah. lifting weights in 300 and then 315. And, you know, I was doing movies, not really concentrating like I should have, but still having a little big success. And then when Phil Jackson came in the first championship, I was 345. And then had a great summer, came back 385 for the second one. And the last yeah. championship, last championship, I was 415. Yeah, and, and then when I got traded away, Pat Riley had me doing doing uh, army drills, and I got back down to 325. So, yeah, so it was, uh, it was uh, up and down. Hey, Shaq, you know, I was always impressed by this because I thought it was the sign of ultimate respect from you. Remember back when we didn't have cell phones and you check into a hotel, you'd have to check in as an alias. Right. And it always struck me. You'd say, call me. Wilt Chamberneasy. That's what I am checking in as. <laughs> Wilt Chamberneasy, yep. <laughs> Why did you come up with that and how did you come up with it? Because I was always compared to Wilt, Kareem, and Bill as a youngster. And Wilt was my favorite. So, you know, it was during my little hip-hop rap phase, Neasy. Because me and Jim had a love-hate relationship, but it was always respectful. Like, I understood his job, but I couldn't really be mad at him because his wife is just the sweetest lady. So every time I see him and his wife, I'd just be like, all right, I love you again, Jim. But 
So one time he was doing he was doing an interview with Tyson. This is when Tyson had one. We have that interview. Should we play it, Shaq? Yeah, play it. Go ahead, Snake. Hit it up. I need respect. You show me respect and stop writing trashy articles about me, then I'll show you respect. I'm a man. I listen. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to waste my life because when I die, I'm going to paradise. And I'm not worried, so I'm in a hurry to die. But no one's going to disrespect me and no one's going to write nonsense about me without me retaliating back. What, what do you mean? What, what do you mean you're ready to die? <laughs> So Jim had forgot everything Mike said, but Jim was trying to clear his ass. Like he don't want a lawsuit. He's like, hold on, what do you mean? What do you mean? So I called Jim early the next morning. I said, Jim, you, I said, Jim, you I said, what do you mean? I said, Jim, you didn't hear nothing that man said. You just stopped and you wanted to clear your ass up. Oh, oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, because I, mean, I was actually watching it too, and I had to say to Jim, had I'm like, hold on, what, hold on, Mike, what, what the hell are you talking about? So you know what Shaq would say to me, Tommy? Every uh, time I saw him for the next 15 years, the first thing he would say to me is, "I'm ready to die." <laughs> what do you mean, ready to die? <laughs> Our thanks to the big Aristotle, my man Shaq. There's no one who's more fun. Let's Go is brought to you by Chevron. Let's Go on a road trip is something people are saying more and more, and Chevron is responsibly increasing production to help meet the rising energy demand and keep everyone moving. That's energy in progress. That's Chevron. Stay with us. Much more on the best of Let's Go. Jim Gray, Tom Brady, and Larry Fitzgerald when we return. This is former PGA Tour winner Smiley Kaufman. Right now on The Smiley Show, I'm talking to the biggest names in golf, like Max Homa. Golf is in my heart. Like, I, this is mm-hmm. where I go when I'm upset. Ludwig Obert. What I wanted to do was just improve my status and improve my rankings. And Victor Hovland. You really got to be confident in yourself and your abilities to be able to handle that pressure. Download The Smiley Show right now on the all-new XM app or wherever you get your podcast. That's S-M-Y-L-I-E. Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald take on all of the trending stories happening on and off the field. This is Let's Go. Here's Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Emmy Award-winning journalist Jim Gray. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray. Today, we review the best of Let's Go from this past NFL season. Our program is brought to you by Delta Airlines. We know that making it to the playoffs is not the end of the journey. You need resilience and perseverance to keep climbing toward the goal line. Visit Delta.com to book your next adventure. We often talk here about how success in the NFL today starts at the quarterback position. If you have one, you're a contender. And if you don't, you're going to be spending an awful lot of time at home in January. Case in point, this season's Houston Texans, who found the future of their franchise when they spent the number two overall pick in this season's Offensive Rookie of the Year, quarterback C.J. Stroud. He threw for 23 touchdowns and only five interceptions, earning a playoff berth in January as the Texans won the AFC South. C.J. Stroud joined Tom Brady and me to talk about his rookie season here on Let's Go. Honestly, I came in with the one and 0 mentality. Like I know it kind of sounds cliche, um, but my college coach, Ryan Day, would always tell me, like, don't ever go into a game having expectations. Don't want to throw for a certain amount of yards. Don't want to throw for a certain amount of touchdowns. It's like play each play like it's your last. Um, And for me, that's been really huge. Every game in the NFL, it gets harder and harder and harder. And in college, it wasn't like that for me. Like, it was like we played 
Penn State and then we played a lesser team, you know, so you can kind of not, in a sense, take the week off. In the NFL, it's not that. You're playing against a pro bowler, uh, underrated, three-tech, that's 350, that, that's making moves yeah. and no one notices um, that you have to handle. You have to pick up this blitz. You have to uh, handle this coverage. And then you're I'm a rookie, so tons and tons of people trying to pressure me. Um, so I have a, a lot of things to do in that. So my, my preparation has been to do as best as you can as a leader, first and foremost. Um, and, and then as a player, just uh, put your neck out there every play. Uh, not only for yourself, but for your teammates to see that, I mean, you're willing to uh, die out there on that field with y'all. So for me, that, that's been kind of my mindset uh, coming into the season. CJ, the comment that stuck out to me was that you never want to let your teammates down. And that was a hallmark uh, for Tommy. He never wanted to let anybody down, even now still in life. That, that's, that's his mantra. Where did you get that from? I can really go all the way back when I was a kid, probably like sixth grade. Um, I had a, a situation where I had to grow up really fast. Um, my father was incarcerated at a young age, so it was time for me to grow up. Um, and for me, I, I never wanted to see my mom and sister cry um, and my brothers. And I, I'm the youngest out of four, so kind of ironic. They all kind of looked up to me. And um, at that time, uh, I was really, really young, made some mistakes, but I always knew, like, man, I'm going to buy my mom a house. I'm going to get her out of our situation. And so instead of just saying it out loud, I set a, a plan and a goal and a kind of like lucrative steps to get to where I wanted to go. And it wasn't easy. Like I was denied a hundred times. And, um, but it, I wanted it so bad, not only for myself, but for my family. There hasn't been a, a lot of men on the side of my family that has done crazy great things, you know. And my dad was one of those people, but he had made some mistakes. And now he's um, incarcerated for that. So um, for me, it was like a guy telling me, like, man, you're, you're special. I'm going to put you through this so you can be ready um, for everything that you're going to get um, when it's time to, to show the world who you are. So um, it really started that then. Uh, it was a fire in my heart. And sometimes it wasn't always the most positive. Thing. It was kind of have a little anger. And I think that's why um, I kinda, I've kind of i gotten to where I've gotten and um, being able to be so humble because God's humbled me a lot. Um, he's letting that anger fuel into another uh, positive thing, which is football. Um, it really started all the way when I was a kid, and it kind of grew from there, from my mom, my sister, and then going to college, guys wanted to go to the NFL, Gary Wilson, Chris Olave, who wanted to be first-rounders, and I was a first-time starter. Like, that put a lot of pressure on me. I was like, man, I do not want to let these guys down, so I'm going to work my tail off. And then now going into the league, man, like, um, guys want to hit their contract and things like that, and it, those things are real. I actually seen a video of you, Tom, the other day with uh, – with Rob Gronkowski, uh, one of his last, one of y'all last games, and he needed a catch, and you just kept feeding him. And I was like, man, that's that's cool, man, because that's not letting him down. You know, it's it's like uplifting your teammates, which is our job. Um, but I've been blessed enough to have a great mentor like Tom, man. Like what you said to me in the offseason about like, you don't care about your seven rings, you'd rather be a great teammate. Like that hit home for me. Just an amazing young man, and we certainly enjoyed having him on. Our thanks to C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans. So from rookie of the year. We were joined by Christian McCaffrey, the Offensive Player of the Year. That's why football is the, the best game on the planet Earth is because you don't have to be a talker. You don't have to be a speech guy before the game. You don't have to uh, – it doesn't matter what you do or what you say. All that matters is, is the silent tape. And when you turn the tape on the next day, you can, you can tell who loves you. And it's the biggest yeah. – <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the biggest example of love when somebody's doing something unselfish for you and asking for nothing in return. And that yeah. happens all over the football field all the time on these good teams. And, you know, I've been on the good ones. I've been on bad ones. And 
that's the difference, you know, and, and those plays, like you said, that are celebrated in the meeting room, uh, you become an outcast if, if you don't do that. If you're not one of those guys that's, um, you know, trying to even just following the ball in case something happens, you're ready to pick a fumble up, hustling to the, you know, in and out of the huddle. It's, it's those little things that just, um, to me, make, make it fun because it's, it's contagious, that's one of the greatest about- thoughts I've ever heard, and I've been doing this an awful long time. Where did you get that from? Because everybody's pointing to themselves. Everybody's on social media. Everybody says, look at me, look at me. It's all about me, of me, by me, and about me. Where did you get this other aspect from? Uh, watching the tape. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, that's it's when, when you watch it consciously and you look at it over and over again and, you know, you see how hard people are straining to get you those couple extra yards, um, to me, that's that's a sign of love without saying I love you. You know what I mean? And it's 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 just cool that football allows you to do that. I don't I don't know if there's another game that you can do that as much as as this one. You know, I think in other sports you can have a lot of individual success and be on good teams, but there's a lot of one on ones, and there's not as much that has to gel together. I'm not saying not at all, but there's definitely not a sport that has as much as football. And I think that's why I think that's why people love it, even without even knowing that that's why they love it. <laughs> Our thanks to Christian McCaffrey. Let's Go is brought to you by Mastro's Steakhouse. A trip to Mastro's is a culinary adventure. Experience the good life with handcrafted cocktails, exceptional steaks, and the freshest seafood. Visit Mastro's.com for locations and reservations. So McCaffrey led his team to being the number one seed in the NFC. The one seed in the AFC was led by the 2023 NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, who joined us right here on Let's Go. Lamar, you know, I obviously I love seeing you and, and everything you've accomplished this far in, in your career. And first time I ever really noticed you was that high school highlight where you put the brakes on the guy and he went flying by, okay. you know, because those highlights and things like that, even what you did in college, you know, going into the draft, a lot of analysts thought you were running back. And, you know, nobody ever called me a running back. I would have taken that as a compliment. Um, <laughs> but did you ever did you ever have that kind of like I told you so, that chip on your shoulder type moment with all the doubters that, you know, now that you're on the verge of, you know, potentially winning a second MVP, um, do you, did you have that chip on your shoulder still? Uh, to be honest, I, I definitely do still have that chip on my shoulder. Um, I don't think I don't think uh, I've, I have accomplished what I wanted to yet. So that's why that chip is still on my shoulder. What is that that you want to still accomplish? I want that Super Bowl. That's that's the, you know, that's the accolade that I really want. Like so bad, you know, I've been chasing that for a long time. You know, since since like high school, you know, just winning a, a state championship. You know, college winning a national championship. But since I didn't complete those two, I, I got to complete this one. You know, and I, I feel like we have the team to do it. We have the the guys in the building, coaching staff, you know, training staff, equipment guys, like, you know, we, we got everything we need right now. So I get that. I, I feel like I'll probably let the, the chip, like, you know, just marinate a little bit. I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> a very special thank you to the 2023 NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, for joining us here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by K Jewelers. Make your engagement truly unforgettable by custom designing your dream ring with K. Book an appointment with the jewelry expert at K.com or visit your local store and celebrate every kiss 
with Kay. From the greatest of 2023 to the greatest of all time, when the best of Let's Go continues with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and me, I'm Jim Gray. Stay with us right here on Sirius XM. Let's go! Touchdown, and Brady has done it again! Now back to Let's Go. Here's Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Emmy Award-winning journalist Jim Gray. Welcome back to the best of Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with my partners Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by American Express. You know, it's easy to get excited about going to the game. You love hearing the sound of the whistle and smelling the game day concessions all the way from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know that Amex will be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. As we continue here on the best of Let's Go, we really mean it. We're truly talking about the best of the best of all time. Like the best quarterback tight end combination to ever play the game. Don't send the mail, folks. We're well aware of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. But our bests are the bests. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. After nearly 10,000 yards, 15 postseason touchdowns, and four Super Bowl rings together, Gronk joined Tom and me this season on Let's Go to talk about the good old days. No one did it like us, man. We scored all over the place as well. I, I feel like we were the first quarterback tight end combo to score, like in line, scoring blitz zero plays. Put me all the way out wide, three by one set where I'm I'm on the one set all the way out by myself, throwing fade routes, throwing stop routes, throwing return routes, throwing slant routes. We scored all over the place. No one else has ever done that before, my man. I know. You know that's what made us special, that's for sure. Robbie G had the route tree of a receiver, which is really hard for a guy who's six foot six, 265 pounds to run full speed and stop to run full speed and make cuts like a receiver could is unbelievable. And Robbie G was amazing for a lot of reasons. Probably one of the most underrated things he did, which I don't think was underrated. He's the greatest blocking tight end to ever play. I remember Coach Balachek after the second preseason game, he put me up in front of the whole team and he said, this is the toughness that I'd like to see from a rookie. And I had like five dominating blocks versus the reigning Super Bowl champions, New Orleans Saints at the time in the preseason game. And I was just a rookie and I had zero catches that game and he was putting me up on the board. Uh, <laughs> Uh, for maybe that was maybe my only time up on the board actually for <laughs> something positive <laughs> but but i just always loved the block man it was always more satisfying to me to have a massive block than just scoring a touchdown in the past game so man i just love doing it and it just feels good to dominate someone as well in line as well in the trenches many thanks to gronk for joining us here on let's go truly a favorite of ours if we're talking about greatness, and specifically greatness of teams of Tom Brady's career, let's bring in two of the greatest wide receivers of his New England tenure. Two men with a combined 86 touchdowns as Patriots, Randy Moss and Julian Edelman. They joined me and Tom back in January on Let's Go. That was a fun conversation. New information, and boy, did they chop it up about their days as Patriots. And I would like to, you know, like to hear from both of you guys about our preparation, Tom, our Saturday night meetings with what mistakes we made during the week that you made sure if you seen me that I messed up two or three times this week, it's on the film. Julian, if you mess up two or three times during the week, it's on the film. I would just like to hear from you guys about the preparation because all the success that we had, all the success that you guys had after me, 
a lot of people just thought it was easy. But talk about just the preparation and the practice and how hard that was, guys. I think the important thing I always felt like a quarterback was accountability to the organization and certainly to like hold myself to a really high standard. And if I didn't, I was letting my teammates down. But if I did that, I could always hold them to a very high standard as well. I didn't want to ever let you down. One of the things I always <laughs> talk about with the Patriot way and, and when we used to practice, Bill and the coaches were kind of they were Congress. They would let they would they would make the laws. And Tommy and Randy and the Vrabels and the Kevin Falks and the Troy Browns and the West Welkers, they were the sheriffs out there policing the goddamn laws. So the coaches never did anything. The accountability came from the guys because you didn't want to be on the end of the joke. You didn't want to be on the end of something if you didn't do your job because it embarrassed you. And, you know, the defensive guys would see it. And then you're walking down the goddamn hallway and, you know, you're hearing the coaching point from the defensive guy making fun of you because you didn't do your job right. And that's what it was. Our thanks to Randy Moss and Julian Edelman for their time on Let's Go. It's a time we will never forget. Let's Go is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. So we go from the greatest on offense to the greatest on defense. Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor, our friend, made a very rare appearance. He joined Tom and me this season on Let's Go and talked about comparing eras and the tragedy that he felt it was that the two never had the opportunity to go head to head. LT, I always but, joke that, you know, me playing for me playing for Belichick for 20 years, you were the only player that coach Belichick liked. Nobody, everyone had problems. Everyone, this, this, hey, this guy was good at this and not good at this. And Brady, you're good at this and not good at this. LT is the only person who didn't have a weakness. And I heard a lot of those stories. I know he probably going, ran you crazy with them. So I said, that's why he's such a great player because, hey, part, uh, Belichick is just keep throwing LT up in his face. I mean, but hey, listen, you are by far. I'm got and I'm a little bit jealous because I, you know, I, I still love Joe Montana. Me too. But hey, hey, you are by far, and I don't know how. I don't know how you do it. But I'm telling you, every time I turn around when I think you're not going to throw a touchdown, you throw a touchdown. And every now and then you run. What the fuck you running for? <laughs> <laughs> when we look at the best, your name got to be on the top on the top uh, top level on the on the number one level right now. You you're the number one guy in football that I haven't hit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our great thanks to the greatest defensive player of all time, truly the great Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor. It had been 20 years since there was a repeat champion. That was Tom back with the Patriots. Before Tom, there was John Elway, and he defined greatness in his era. He joined Larry and me Super Bowl week. It's hard to play when you're defending champs. It's hard to move. They're on, you're on top of the pedestal. So anytime you walk into any opposing team or play an opposing team, you know, you never you always get their best. You, they're not sleeping on you because they know they have to play well to, you know, to beat the defending champion. So I think that's number one. I think. You know, number two is to keep in the right mindset that you want to be, you want to win it again. And I, my second year, the second year that we won in my last year is we really felt like we were the best team in the league and that if we played like we were capable of, 
then we could beat everybody and win a world championship again. And so we were able to keep that mindset through the whole year. You know, we end up, we were 13 and 0 at one time and then went to New York and the giants beat us on a, a late bomb uh, to, for a touchdown that ended up beating us. And so then that we kind of kept refocused and then got going in the playoffs. But I think when I look at the chiefs, they have so much experience in conference games and in super bowls. And plus they, uh, you know, they've got Patrick Mahomes, who's a great competitor and kind of leads the charge. But I think they're all great competitors. And Andy's kept them going, too, and got them in right situations on the offensive ball. And then, you know, they're playing their best football right now. That's why I think this is going to be such an interesting Super Bowl because, you know, they're both playing their best football. We close out this year's Best of Let's Go with a conversation that truly hit home. Tom getting the chance to sit down with the athlete who was his childhood idol. The man he watched and emulated as a young quarterback, learning to play the position in Northern California in the 1990s. 49ers great and Hall of Famer Steve Young. Steve joined Tom and me during Super Bowl week for an in-depth discussion of the state of today's quarterbacking. Sophisticated passing from the pocket. That's how you win the championship. Today's game does need somebody to go get those yards. but And that's why, you know, the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jacksons, the you know, that, those are the guys, the prototypes today. But the guys that – and that's why I give Patrick Mahomes a lot of credit because the hard part, Tom, is if you can run around, then you have to have to be able to, like I say, you know, kind of run a jackhammer, run around and make a play, blah, blah, then come back and play the violin, you know, and you have to yeah. play to play trying to make that transition. And a lot of guys just refuse to, to get the sophistication, the passing sophistication to do it. And if you can develop it like Patrick Mahomes has – then you can't be stopped. And I think the only problem I see in today's quarterbacking, a lot of it is the coach is trying to play chess, but the quarterbacks aren't. The quarterbacks are snapping the ball, and then they're mm-hmm. going, okay, how do I react to what happened? And a lot of the times, you know, you're, there's no perfect play that can be called from the sideline on a consistent basis because they're just calling probabilities. Okay, there's a probability on third down. In short, they're going to play man-to-man coverage. So, therefore, on my call sheet, I'm going to call my man-to-man beaters. Oh, shit, they didn't call man-to-man. Looks like, you know, you know, a simple cover two zone. This play isn't really working for that. Okay, in my mind, it would be like, okay, let me get to my best cover two play against this look. As opposed to now we get the ball. Okay, it's it's we've got a bunch of crossing routes in the cover two. That's not good. Let me hold the ball and go run it. And then people on TV go, oh, you know, great play, way to run. And in my mind, I'm going, why did you snap the ball? I mean, you clearly knew no one's going to be open because, I don't know, in all my years of playing, in 20 years, that wasn't going to be open. But how do we continue to say, all right, quarterbacks, you got to see the whole picture? It's 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 in front of the data or behind it. Exactly. If you're in front of it, you own it. It's reflexive. What you just described, all the things you have to handle, you handle reflexively because you, yeah. the data is inside of you. And the only way you can get in there is you got to go to school. He's Tom Brady. I'm Jim Gray. That was Steve Young. That conversation had no bull. And now Tom is associated with no bull. The TB12 brand has always been about health and wellness and to be the best that you can be with no bull. So now they've merged with. No Bull, a training sneaker and apparel brand. So to get better every day, go to NoBullProject.com or TB12.com. With no BS, go to NoBullProject.com. This has been the best of Let's Go for this season. We want to thank all of our guests, and you can find every single episode 
all 25 of them, in their full length. They're available right now on the SiriusXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Simply search, let's go. We've had a tremendous year and we want to thank our great producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, for all of his help, guidance, and putting all of these shows together. He did just a terrific job. Also want to thank our great crew from Shadowline who helped produce this program, Gilad Haas, Kevin Bonner, and Ben Rowitz. Our sponsors make this program and we're grateful to them. Our thanks to Delta Airlines, American Express, K Jewelers, Casamigos Tequila, Chevron, Mastro Steakhouse, Del Frisco's, Morton's, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino, and No Bull. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion. Listen to the full version of this episode of Let's Go, and once again, any episode that you missed throughout the entire season, wherever you get your podcasts, or on the SiriusXM app. Just search Let's Go. Now, for Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald, I'm Jim Gray. Thanks so much for an amazing season of Let's Go, and we will talk to you again next August for the new season when we return right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.